Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to one of my favorite hours of the week. Uh, let's see. My other favorite hours will be having dinner with my twins, waking up and kissing Joshua, teaching class. Oh, yeah, but no, this is my favorite. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's Forbes Riley. Welcome to the Forbes Factor. That is the little thing that is from where you are now to where you want to be. We call it the Forbes Factor, always on the search for unique and innovative solutions to up-leveling our ideas about health, wealth, and happiness. And you know, for me, they all have to go hand in hand. Um, I'm super excited about my guest today. I'm also super excited that I went online today and typed in WWW Real Summits. And there's my little face between like Deepak Chopra and Eric Thomas and Rock. It's like, how'd you get there? And I tell you guys how I got there. I wanted it. I absolutely wanted it. Uh, Things I didn't do. I didn't pay any money to be there. I uh, didn't have to hurt anybody, didn't sleep my way. In fact, we used to say I slept my way to the middle. That's a whole other conversation. Thank you. Everybody just laughed there. Yes, I know. But those are things that women can do, right? How do women get to where they want to go? Well, I'm going to tell you. A little bit of in- ingenuity, uh, a little bit of stuffing the I'm not good enough baggage. My, that's my carry-on to hold on to it back there just long enough to believe I could and manifesting it. And that's what we call what have you Forbes lately? That's the, the little missing piece of manifestation dreaming when everyone else tells you, who do you think you are? You can't do that. And so the theme of today is what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? That's not a joke. What would you do? How outrageous would you be? Now, I have lived my life like that. Um, our guest coming on does not know some of the things about me that have allowed me to co-host and start the X Games for ESPN. Let me tell you, there was a moment walking in with all the two binders thinking, as soon as they find out who I really am, I am fired. Unfortunately, I carried that for a couple of years. <laughs> they never did fire me. Uh, and I never saw the videotape because it was a live broadcast. Decade or so later, I watched the broadcast and thought, of course they didn't fire her. She's wonderful. The problem was I was the only one who didn't know it. Yeah. So I don't know if that's classified as playing small or who knows. I did it anyway. Uh, I created a company called Strippergram, right? And I don't have the best body, not real big boobs, nothing to write home about. But I love to have power over men in my 20s without hurting them. And so we did singing and stripping telegrams. Hmm, really? I did 10,000 of those in 10 years, financed everything I do. And you go, wow, no sex, no touching, no nudity. Who are you, girl? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And I will tell you, when you're sitting across from Dustin Hoffman on the set of Death of a Salesman and you're thinking, I'm about to get into my little bikini here and he doesn't know it, what would you do? I've lived my life that way. It is about being deliciously outrageous because at some point I didn't think I had anything to lose. And when you got nothing to lose and you push your chips in to see what will happen, that's why I launched my spin gym. Got to tell you, nobody wanted this. In fact, I was lucky enough to go on television, spend five months doing a reality show to have them tell me that nobody wanted it. And the next morning when all of YouTube and uh, all of the internet, it was the number one search product that night. And my name was number three said, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. I said to my partner, let's mortgage our house and our kids' education and see what it's like to push all your chips in on something that nobody else wants. He said, you think that's a good idea? I said, yeah, we're going to make spin gyms. He said, nobody wants it. I said, they're wrong. 
And he looked at me and he was probably right. He's like, they can't all be wrong. And I was just silly enough to go, you know, I think they are. If you've ever gotten to that point in your life, your life will never be the same. If you've ever had a near-death experience, you realize none of it matters. You walk to the edge of the cliff and you spread your arms and you just lean into it. There are two choices. You crash or you fly. What I've learned in life is that if, you, if it's not your time, you will fly. It may not look like what you expected. It may go a couple of bumps and bruises on the way down, but you will fly. And you never, ever, ever experience the glory of that until you stand there and leap. I can remember when my kids were little, we went to uh, Bush Gardens and there's a roller coaster there. And there's a roller coaster, I remember they're little kids, right? There's a roller coaster that takes you all to the top and a whole group of people then flips you over and lets you hang there looking down at the earth before it lets you go. <laughs> and my daughter's very smart. She's like, no, no need to do that, mom. I'm good, I'm good. I'm like, oh, come on, come on, come on. Now, I don't even know why I would risk my, the lives of my children and myself going, yeah, this is a good idea. And my son bravely like, okay, mommy, I'll go with you. We strap in. And at one moment I'm thinking, this is really stupid. Why would I? But I'll tell you what, it kind of summarizes everything. And he strapped this little kid in and we got to that moment. I looked at him and I, and we got to the edge and we're like, you scream your head off and you get to the very bottom and you're like, oh man, let's do that again. <laughs> and my, my daughter's like, okay, that's what life is. I have no idea what I'm going to say next. There's no script here. So I'm jumping off a cliff, invited a very powerful, amazing man to have a conversation. And the only objective is always helps to have a little bit of end in mind. It is nice to know, by the way, when as a magician, you cut the girl in half that you don't have to write a note to her mom that you killed her. But obviously there's a trick involved that, you know, you know how it's going to end. So I know how today's going to end, that everybody listening to me, my inner circle is going to go, oh my gosh, how did you secure that interview? I've learned so much and Forbes, I love you even more. So I'm going to tell you what the end in mind is. Now let's get ready to go on the journey. Strap in, get your e-ticket ready. And ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce my guest for today, the one and only Mr. Rock Thomas. Yeah, the cow grows crazy. What'd you think of that intro? Short, sweet, no bio, not interesting. You're here. Well, it's a delight to be here. And I love the way that you just riff off with no script and come from your heart. It's, uh, it takes somebody that really wants to connect with people to do that. And it's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's funny because I had not heard of you. I think I must have somewhere along the way. You seem familiar. And then I opened up my real summit, uh, the other day and your picture was right there in line. I was like, whoa, he must be somebody important. He's standing next to me. <laughs> That's actually not true. But the universe has a way of conspiring to take care of what you want to do if you believe big. And I know you know all that. And I'm excited to find out who you are, what you are. But I honestly did not put it together until I read your bio and thought, Goldcast, the big yellow letters, that's you? Do you know on my path to becoming a public speaker, I don't have any formal training. I'm trained as an actress and a Broadway star. I get all that. And I wanted to speak. And no sooner did I put that out to the universe than Chris Howard called me and invited me to a private dinner with a guy I'd never heard of before. His name was Les Brown. I thought he was a musician. That was about 15 years ago, and I never looked back. But the evolution of learning things, your broadcasts, what you bring out of people, the way you've orchestrated this has blown my mind. So, Mr. Rock, is Rock your first name for real? No, I changed it 15 years ago at a Tony Robbins event when we were coming up with empowering identities. And when you know that how you see yourself is one of the most important elements 
then the way I saw myself in the past needed an upgrade. So I changed it. Well, you're talking to Francine Kadish Feinstein Forbes Riley. And it was an image consultant 30 years ago who said that Francine, even though I'd starred in movies with that, said that's just too old a name. And when he came up with Forbes Riley, which is the soon, I wasn't even married to Riley at the time. I thought that's not even a good law firm. Every day since then for 30 some odd years, somebody comments on my name and it's exactly who I've become. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, my, my name is the Dutch name Arvin and it stands for strong as a rock. And so we got into the discussion and somebody goes, rock, oh my God, dude, that's you, man. That's who you are. And so it stuck and it went from me trying to explain my name to people going, that's a really cool name. In fact, they say, that's kind of like a porn star or something like that, isn't it? I'm like, nah, I don't know if that's the way I want to go with it, but maybe rock star. So it, it stuck ever since then. And it's been really, um, it's been real affirmation. And then when I got the goal cast opportunity, a lot came from that, that was unexpected. And in the past, um, I grew up not thinking that I was, um, ever heard youngest of seven kids. And so I spent a big part of my life trying to be heard. And so it's interesting how we manifest things is one of the ways to quiet the voice of not being enough is to become a public speaker. If I'm a public speaker and an author, then obviously I am somebody that has something to say. And so sometimes your pain turns into your purpose. Oh, I think all the time. I actually train people to harness the worst moments in their life and turn it around because the best thing they use it for is the fuel for your fire. And I take rape victims. I take people who've been thrown away. And when you harness that, you become not only unstoppable, but very specific. And that is part of the journey that I am loving. So let's go back. Seven kids. Where did you grow up? Montreal, Canada. Parents divorced at five. Lived with my mom for three years. She was a gypsy. So she was never home when I came home from school. So I got in trouble and got lost and got in fights. And so she decided to send me out to live with my dad who had remarried and was now on a farm. And so I became the youngest of seven kids. And so, you know, there wasn't always enough money. So sometimes, you know, I was scrapping for a pair of jeans that didn't have holes in it or last person to take a shower with cold water or took an orange to school because that's all that was left for lunch. So I learned. But, but, isn't, wait, wait, but isn't that so brilliant? And all, you all need to hear this because I would take that as you did and go, those lessons, that sensibility, that fabric of who you are, how has that informed all that you do with your life now? Yeah, well, it's really become who I am because I learned that, um, you know, you got to figure things out in life. When you grow up on a farm, there's always work to do. And you don't always have the right tools. You don't have always the right resources. So you have to make things work. You got to pull the barbed wire fence with a piece of wood instead of with a pair of pliers. And, and through doing that, I became incredibly entrepreneurial, serving coffee and donuts to the parents that came out for, you know, bring their kids for riding lessons was my first business at the age of like 11 and a half. So a lot of my identity was formed growing up on a farm. What's your first memory in life? I had a good friend named Julian. I think I was probably about four years old and we would build these snow tunnels at the end of the driveway where they would pile up all the snow and we would crawl through these caves um, playing in front of uh, his house or my house. And so your decision about life based on that memory is what? Um, 
gosh, I've never thought about it that way, Forbes. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know, you can dig your way out of anything. <laughs> well, no, but actually that's a beautiful thought. And I actually, this is what I predicate everybody's hard drive in their head. Actually, at four is the right time and not what happened to you. But isn't it interesting that you can dig your way out of anything? Has that shown up in your life? 100%. Right. It's kind of a funny thing when you put that together. That's part of your mentality. You can dig your way out of everything. That's a very positive, amazing thing to think about. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I know. It's, it's one of my favorite questions. So you now decide that you're going to be what when you're out of school? What do you want to be? My first love was to be a pilot. At the age of 16, I went down to Southern Ontario and took a job tobacco picking because you can make a lot of money in a short period of time. It's some of the hardest work you can have. And the reason I did that is because my father basically preached to us every day that life is difficult and you're going to have to work hard. So I looked for things that were difficult and hard because I thought that's what life was. Right. And so it was a perfect match driving a taxi, doing carpentry, working long hours, busboy, bartender, all of the above. And got my pilot's license at the age of 16. And then- Me too. Okay, Cherokee. No way. No Seriously. Way. My dad, Cherokee with wings underneath, that was my, yeah. That's kind of, I know. Who, how many girls would you ever meet doing that? That was my dad's love. Even though we haven't have a whole lot of money. I actually, his promise to my mom, I was the first kid, was that my first kid is going to fly before they drive. Took me out to Islip on Long Island to what I thought was driving. Next thing I'm sitting in, a co in the cockpit of a plane going, what am I doing here? And he's like, I'm going to fulfill a promise that I made to myself. And I got my license shortly after that. I used to Take, I mean, you can get a license at a very early age. I would have buzzed my college because I thought I'm like the coolest kid on the block here because I wanted to be James Bond growing up. I'm like, I'm a freaking pilot. I'm on play by myself. I'm doing touch and goes. I can do all kinds of crazy things. Yep. There you go. Oh my God. It's so funny because I ended up flying over our high school to take the aerial picture for the graduation because I had my pilot's license before my driver's license. But you know what? I've never heard that. So my brother from another mother, that is actually an amazing co-story. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Do you, know, I mean, you have a upper wings or lower wings? I had the upper wings. I learned on a tail dragger. It's the little wheel in the back. It's called yeah. the Sabria. Yep. And I, my dad liked the Cherokee with the wings underneath because I thought yeah. that was kind of cooler. But I'll tell you what, pretty fun. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I've, I've, you name it, I've pretty much done it. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I did know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, I was a flight attendant in my mid-20s. Uh, after bankrupting a restaurant. And when I got fired, taking care of my father when he was sick, um, I decided I would never work for anybody. I'm unemployable. And it's been like that most of my life, mostly in sales. That's funny. And so you have a, what's your secret to sales? What makes you good? Um, I mean, sales, you know, sales is asking questions. It is really, um, I love what you say is, you know, you've got to um, engage and then you've got to excite and then you've got to enroll. I think that's really brilliant because most people get nervous because they feel like they're trying to sell something instead of doing what you lay out. But for me, I'm always there to serve. And so I get curious. I find out what somebody needs and I find out if I have that product for them. And then it's really easy. It's not selling. And that's led me to break virtually every record. In real estate, the average real estate agent sells six homes a year. In my first year, I sold one because I was so afraid to, to ask for help and to show that I didn't know what I was doing that I hid. So eventually though, desperation sat in as I had no money and then this gentleman, Wayne Jordan, took me under his wing and he said, I see your work ethic, 
You just need to be coachable. And if I give you the right strategy, you could do really well. Yeah. I'm sold, loving this. Yeah. I sold yeah. 32 homes the next year, then 45, 65, then 99, then 101. And then I bought the company and I took it from 94 agents to 70, 274, from 300 million in sales to 1.3 billion. And basically re rewrote the history of the record books on sales. And I never felt like it was a salesperson, Riley. I just was there to serve and solve problems. That is fascinating. And of course, you can dig your way out of anything, which is part of what you did. Yes. I love the trajectory and the journey. I got my real estate license in New York City, probably not. And I showed one apartment and thought, I ain't never do this again. Uh, so I realized my strength was not actually talking to people. But the notion of pitching, and I'm lucky that Body by Jake found me, and I actually just had a pitch to a television camera and closed $2.5 billion doing that because I didn't really like the people as much. But the concept, which I now teach, is exactly the same, is that right, you enroll right. people, you excite them, you engage them, but you also, and you said something very interesting, I don't, you don't tell people what they need, which is what most people do when they're excited. Oh, you need this skincare, you need this, you need... No, actually, the more interesting thing is to get them to want what you have. It's a little bit clever. For me, it's come out of being a magician and understanding the end. You actually say the word serve, which for a long time has plagued me. It's an interesting conversation. And we got one minute to my first break. We are on live radio on Voice America uh, on the Influencer Channel. My show is called The Forbes Factor. And I'm going to tell you, we're getting into some fun stuff. And I can't wait to talk about Goalcast. I love how you easily just amp. The, oh, I'm just going to sell one to owning the company, to having these agents, to becoming a billion. Guys, you're not going to want to miss the second part of this interview, so don't go away. I will be right back after this message. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories 
the gossip and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey everybody, it is Forbes Riley, and I'm sitting here with a brother from another mother. I am just loving the, the synchronicity and the spirit alignment, which, you know, if I hadn't kept going, I would have never found the gold that actually sits at the end of the rainbow, which um, I am enjoying. I woke up yesterday, I think, and thought, this is it. People always love to, you know, I have this question, what do you want? And a whole exercise, people always love to go, well, what do you want? Mike, you know, it's funny because at this age with my twins and my business and my love of my life and my health, I want this to go on for the next 50 years just the way it is. I am loving it to no end and it's never been quite so sweet. The problem is things never last. They always shift and change. And so more of the same. I love one of my friends is funny because my twins are named Riker McKenna. What's your big why? And I said their names and he says, well, why? What do you want? I'm like, I want to play with my grandchildren. I want to sit on a beach in Bali. I want the year hanging out with my daughter, McKenna, in Greece. I got, trust me, it's all kind of figured out. But also, if you asked me last year what this year would look like, I don't do five-year plans. We're lucky we live that long, right? So you are now um, moving and grooving in the real estate world. How long ago was that? Well, back back then, that was in the 1990 when I started in real estate. Uh, Five or six years as an agent that I bought the company, ran it for 10 years. Then I sold it for $4 million and retired and moved to um, not too far from you, your neck of the woods, into Sarasota. And I put my son in um, IGM golf, a school of golf yeah. because my dream was to be um, a sports player, but I didn't have the support. So what better way to do it than to do it vicariously through my son? I spent two years on the golf course with him. He got really good, but not good enough. And so we packed up our stuff, moved back to Canada. And that's when I um, had really, I writ, started writing my books. I started teaching and speaking and coaching and training. And then the person I sold the business to, um, they messed it up because they were um, a spender and not a worker. So I took the assets back and started it over again. And now I have somebody that runs it for me. And eight years ago, Forbes, I got really passionate about starting a mastermind group because I realized that People that went to Tony Robbins, I've been with Tony Robbins on and off for 20 years. I've done 74 of his events. I'm one of his trainers, or used to be at least. Um, And people would come to these events and get pumped up and amped up and feel like it could take over the world. And then three weeks later, nothing. And two years later, I'd see them come back again and their life hadn't changed. In fact, in some cases, it had gotten worse. And I started to ask myself the question, why? And I realized that when people feel like they have the formula for success, but they can't apply it in the real world, they turn it on themselves and go, I'm a failure. I can't do it. Not that this strategy doesn't work. I don't have the right support, the right environment, but they go, I am useless. I am terrible. So I I thought what is missing is the ongoing ecosystem of people meeting weekly, bi-weekly, 
uh, every three months or what have you and affirming each other. So I have now thousands of people in my mastermind group do events on a regular basis. And we have a community where we support, encourage or challenge people. And so when you're in a discussion with somebody in the tribe and they're telling you something, you either are celebrating with them or if they're hit a wall, instead of, you know, blaming, you ask permission, you go, well, what would you like, Forbes? Would you like me to support you here, encourage you or challenge you? And then that way you get permission to coach or to lean in or to celebrate or just to listen. And so we've created that, created 75 millionaires and we call them whole life millionaires because we don't want to give up our health of which you can identify with because that's a strong part of your life. And I always say energy is the edge. Don't give up your health. Don't give up your relationships, the quality of time. Because when you say a lot of yeses to the outside world, you say more no's to your family and friends. So let's have a quality of life. I believe you can have it all. I believe you can be rich in every part of your life. You just have to find the right strategy and be surrounded by the right people. Bingo. Oh, Lord. I wish I had like one of those little bingo machines. All right. So now fast forward a little bit. Gold Coast, Gold Cast. What I want to call it the Gold Coast, which I feel like I'm living on. Gold Cast. How did all this happen? So three weeks ago, I was at an event. I started talking to these guys and I was telling them about my desire to help people become whole life millionaires. And the reason is that when somebody becomes a whole life millionaire, the ripple effect, there's only about 5% of the population that become millionaires, at least in Western society, a lot less globally. But in order to do that, you have to develop the habits and skills that make you a better person. And when you do that, there's a ripple effect in your family. So I was explaining this to him and he goes, we got to get your story out there, man. we got to get your story out there. Tell more people. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. So they came to my house and they, we, we videotaped this, believe it or not, in my, in my studio, in my house. And it was about three hours of videotaping. And then they you know, cut it up and they put the pieces together. They're very good at that. And we all agreed that um, about 2 million people would be impacted by this. And at the time, three years ago, I was happy to get 2 million views in my social net- network world. And I was in Thailand at the time when they released it. And when it came out, it was like, 11 o'clock at night and I was um, looking at my feed and I saw like 500,000 views and then I refreshed and it was 800,000 views and I'm like what's going on this is crazy and then messages were coming in and millions and millions were viewing it and I had, had three people at one time answering personal messages because we had people coming in saying that they were um, going to commit suicide until they saw this. And they decided that, no, they can change the meaning of how they're seeing the world. And I was crying. I was laughing. I was giddy. I was, book sales were like Amazon. It was just crazy, crazy. Anyway, over 100 million people have seen it today. Um, and I still get messages today. It's been, uh, it's been a game changer. Give me the exact name of that so people can find that particular conversation. Um. Gosh, I think it's called How to Change the Way You See Yourself. If you just put okay. Rock Thomas in, uh, in, in uh, YouTube, it'll be the first thing that pops up. How amazing. And you actually, you had said three weeks ago, I'm thinking you said you meant more than that, but it was kind of sweet that you did that. How long ago was that? Sorry, three years ago, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Three weeks, wow, he's a very fast mover. So just three years ago. <laughs> That's ext- well, it's funny because I was hanging out with Jay Shetty at an event in Las Vegas, and I have that cute little photo, uh, had just kind of hit the scene. 
and to watch his trajectory to catapult. And also, it's been an interesting moment for me because I lived on an ashram. I never ever thought to talk about that in my 20s, how I ended up with Siddha Yoga upstate New York and what I went through and why that was important to me and where my meditation and detox and all the crazy things that I did, because I'm I'm turning 61 next week. Uh, It's been a long life. And I'm like, wow, you know, you have done a lot of things that you never, ever thought to express or that are actual foundation building blocks that when people come to me going, I want overnight success. I'm like, none of this is overnight. None of this. Talk about 20, 30 years to make where we are now. It's like, wow. Hmm. I would love to shorten the trajectory for certain people, but part of it is you can't rush, you know, a good meal. You got to put it in the oven and it takes an hour and a half to make that. Really? Yes, really. You get the right ingredients, the right system, the right formula, and then it's got to actually bake. So three years ago now, is this your company? Is Goldcast yours? Oh, no, no. These are two guys out of Montreal, Canada, actually, that are brilliant. And, um, and so I, I paid to have the video made but they receive all the royalties off of YouTube. I didn't know how it worked back then. They've made hundreds of thousands of dollars. God bless them for putting yeah. it together. And um, so, yeah, no, it's not my, my company, but it, it certainly launched me into uh, a lot of markets that I didn't know. I went and spoke in Zurich and um, got to meet a ton of people that I normally wouldn't have, which is great because, you know, getting to meet somebody like you or other influencers. It takes time to work your way up sometimes into that realm. And I want to comment on what you said is that, you know, we all want things to be faster. What I've learned that helps me with that is just to get a few different boats into the water and set them in motion. So, you know, you can work on your health garden and and have a plan to work out three, four times a week with a trainer and get the best shape of your life. And then you can start a new business and you can write a page uh, a day for your book. And so I have 44 streams of income and they weren't all created overnight. They're created over time, but just get the next boat in, nurture it, move it along, plant the seed, let it grow. And over time, you can have this spectacular life full of many opportunities where you have to say no more often than you get to say yes. And I will tell you, you know, if you're listening to this, by the way, they just put your link into my chat here in the inner circle. The best part of your life right now is that you get to watch the two of us. When I was going through all this, there was no one to watch. There was an Encyclopedia Britannica, and I have no idea what that was all about. But I, my role models were in the movies or on screen somewhere. They were never real. And, and I didn't go to a Tony Robbins event, even though I'd read his book a couple of decades ago until just recently, because I knew I had a synergy with him. And so, but I kind of vicariously had mentors. It's been really way too long to figure this out. So if you're actually listening to this right now, you are leapfrogging years by consuming material, getting mindset, meeting people, you can virtually meet us. You're going to need to be in the same room and get massive impact. And so that, I'm, I'm going to advise people to take action. Now, when you say 44 streams of income, give me a couple that you would help other people realize that they're missing out on some of the obvious. Well, real estate, of course, you have to mention real estate because people become wealthy through real estate. You don't wait to buy real estate. You, want, you buy real estate and you wait and it just grows. Uh, but that being as it is, I would say a big opportunity is for you to promote other people's products. You know, I've sold Tony Robbins events. Uh, I've sold T. Harv Eker events. Uh, you find a product that you love, that has changed your life, that has meaning to you, that moves you personally, that you become, you know, a testimonial for. It's really easy to talk about, right? We all do it. You go to a great restaurant. It's easy to talk about. So I've done that. I probably have 12 or 15 different affiliates that are very easy that you can do today through technology and social media. 
And wow. I, by the way, I just taught, I actually realized that I do that a lot. I mean, I make my living as a spokesperson anyway, so I'm always selling right. someone else's. Uh, although I do need to get you one of these because I don't think that you have one. What's Wax Baby oh. color? Let's see. Green, silver, gold. I got a couple for you. Um, and excited for you to know what that is. But I just taught my second in a series that I've launched on affiliate training. Because while I've listened to a lot of the big boys, invested tons of money in, quote unquote, learning how to do that, I realized I've been doing it my whole life. And so also, there's not somebody who looks like me at this age breaking it down to the itty bitty nuance because I found a lot of the teachings along the way have left out something really important. Whatever it happened to be, I'm like, did I bake the cake without the eggs? Why didn't anybody say eggs? Oh, and then my daughter came along. Rock, do you have kids? You have a son? You have other children? Three kids, two girls as well. Yep. How old? 25, 27, 29. Entrepreneurs, yes or no? All entrepreneurs, all very successful. Yeah. So that's what's happened to me as well. An 18 year old set of twins. My daughter's actually made more money in her first five months of business than most people make it, or her teachers have made in five years of being a teacher. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very proud of that fact because there's something really to move forward. But she's also taught me a lot because you get a little bit older and you're like, how do you do this? Why do I have 18 tabs open and I don't know how to do a funnel? And yeah. So that's been helpful to have my kids later yeah. in life. Uh, yeah. Give me a couple of suggestions for, uh, I have a lot of entrepreneurs watching. I yeah. think they're very intrigued by what I'm seeing here. Um, all right. How did you inspire your kids to follow in your footpath? Well, I brought them to a lot of personal development events. Um, I had, uh, I paid them to read books and then they did book reviews in the living room with feedback. I've taught them that feedback. Wait, 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 wait. You paid them. Please don't let Riker hear this. You paid them to read books. Explain this to me. $5 for the first book in a year, 10, 15, 20, and so on for the entire year, you get paid more. And then you have to do a book review uh, once you've read it. So we know you consume the information and then stand and, and practice your public speaking while we sit on the couch and we give you our full attention. And then we give you feedback on how you can, what you did well and how you could get better. So they're now all public speakers. They all feel comfortable speaking in public. Some of them have clubhouse rooms that they run and so i figured why not get the biggest fear that most humans have get it out of the way at an early age while giving them wisdom i had them type the four agreements uh blindfolded in different ways uh the summary of the four agreements and they all type 80 words a minute so you know i wanted them to have the edge it's not what you leave your children it's what you leave in your children that matters Dude, we we could stand side by side on stage and when you my kids meet your kids both my son who's not really interested in all of this, but he will, he's the most amazing speaker and he speaks all the time because I've had him do it since they were kids, but I've never met anyone who's done that with their children. You actually took it one step beyond me, which is very impressive because mine was pretty comprehensive. Uh, in fact, at some point, I remember being in the back, you're gonna love this visual, I'm in the back of a car in China, I brought the kids everywhere. And at some point they were little, they were like nine or 10 and one of them said a really bad word. And I thought, how many bad words do you know? They started rattling them off. And then my, my daughter was like, I'm not saying anymore. I said, well, I'll give you $5 and then $10, I'll up it every time you give me a bad word that you know. $300 later, I had no idea that kids knew what butt words were, or whatever it was. It was like, oh my gosh. But it was funny Whoa. that they, oh, I know, interesting game because I didn't realize what they were up to. I should have paid them to read books, darn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> never even thought of that. Um, although I've got two straight A students and this is the last, they've got minutes left to school. And you know, it's funny, I, we've got about two minutes before the next break, and then I want to get a little bit more specific, but we can riff for two minutes, because how has the COVID thing affected you? I mean, I am loving that my kids spent their senior year in my house. I think this is the coolest thing ever. 
You? Um, well, I'm down here in Phoenix, Arizona. My family's in Canada. So I, candidly, uh, it's been tough the last few months because I keep on waiting for it to get over and it hasn't. So now I'm just going to take the plunge and, uh, and head back up there. But initially, I have to say, I came out of the, uh, I came out of the gates, you know, throwing punches, zoom, zooms everywhere. I'm going to, you know, this is going to last three months. I'm going to kick its ass. I'm going to dominate. And uh, I bought zoom stock and a bunch of stocks. I had my best investment year last year in the stock market. Um, so, I, but then I started to go, okay, this is lasting longer than I want. And I went through some periods where I felt lonely and um, I felt frustrated and I felt isolated. So it was an up and down thing. And I thought with the skills I have, if that's happening for me, imagine what's happening for people with less skills. So it's been a full cycle, I would say, Forbes. It has, it's, it, it's done, I've done really well, but emotionally I had to really check myself and do some work. Yeah, we've got a minute left. I will tell you, uh, single, married, divorced, where are you with that? Divorced, but in a relationship. Well, I will tell you, that's what happened to us. My fiance was hit by a car January 1st last year. First four months were seriously isolated. This is a three-time world champion physique champion who was shattered. And so we were isolated long before this all hit. I'd already watched every episode of Tiger Kings by January 5th. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and then six months in a wheelchair. And it's funny how life allows you to have lessons. And I think the only thing that's gotten me through all of this is that philosophy about one that you're the sum of the obstacles you overcome and if life happens for you not to you how do we do this and i will tell you during the break actually what happened to joshua has solidified why we're here and what we do so we're gonna go off to a quick uh second part of our break we come back i'm gonna finish i normally don't devote an entire hour but i'm loving this man are you guys yep uh I'm, at questions like what are you social media we'll find him on facebook um you guys listen to these commercials love on my sponsors so they keep us in business and i'll talk to you in a few minutes don't go away We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Get Unchained 
Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel, featuring nationally recognized best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Forbes Factor. I'm having a brilliant conversation on so many levels. You know, I always think about you being the center of your universe with five little stars outside of that being, you know, your health, your wealth. But beyond that, it is mind, body, food, thinking, and breathing, sleeping. All those things are very, very important. Most entrepreneurs don't talk about them. Let me tell you something. If you want to run as fast as Rock and I do, and it's hard and spending all those time on, whether it's on airplanes and all the things that we do uh, to keep our energy up, your car has to fire on all its little pistons. One of them doesn't work. The oil's not there. The carburetor doesn't run right. It all just kind of dies. And make sure there's air in your tires. Kind of a weird analogy, but I will tell you, it's how I live my life. And we got on a little tangent talking about Joshua, who we all know and love. But when you look at Joshua, this big fitness guy, you know what? By the way, it's a funny thing. He's plant-based, but Rock, what do you, when you do a really hard workout, and you come home, what's the first thing you should eat within an hour of your workout? Well, I feel like this is a setup. Um, mm-hmm. I could just tell you what I do is um, <clears throat> I have just greens and salads. As that's what I eat. So before, after, during, doesn't really matter. That's my recipe. So I don't even know what's, what people are told. Well, it's not what they're told. So I watched Joshua go from skinny nothing to build him up. What he's always done within an hour of working out, and he works out hard, he does not three sets, but he'll do 10 to 15 sets of starting with 50 reps and working down. Most people don't do that. And he's all about the angles and, and doing safe exercises. And when you start to hear him, you're like, why does anybody jump on a box or do a butterfly, do crazy things that trainers have you do? If you want to build muscle, that's what we're talking about here. You come home, you have a cup of white rice. Excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry. I gave up white rice at the train station way back. Nothing white Turns out if you want to build muscle and you've depleted the sarcoplasm from your muscle, the only thing that builds it up is actually this infusion of no, no fiber, which is why you wouldn't do vegetables for the first hour or first yeah, hour. And then you go on to your greens or your protein, or whatever it is you want to do. And I watched him rebuild his body doing this system and there's just no denying it. It's like, wow, you know, I've never heard, how's it possible? I've been in fitness. I'm in the National Fitness Hall of Fame. I've never heard that before. Uh, it's crazy, sensible, and amazing. And you guys will all start to hear more and more about this as I am just an advocate for watching this man rebuild his body and the hope that it has for so many people. Because when I look at what we all do, 
you will destine to, you do a dip, you're going to hurt your shoulders. You do a certain kind of pull down, you're going to have impingement syndrome. Why would we do this? For the same reason that we think there's food at fast food restaurants. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tell me, what's it like to, you know, I've known Tony for many, many years. I've known his son, Jarek, and I are friends. What's it like to be in that world for real as a trainer? You know, I started as a trainer back in 2003 and I was part of his platinum partner. And so I had some time to be with him up close and personal, worked out in his gym in Fiji. Um, but he's gotten so big now that being in his world is you're not really in his world. You're just, a you know, a piece of the machinery. But what I will tell you is I've learned a couple of things from Tony is number one is you can use your body to change your mind. And a lot of people don't know that a lot of people are like, well, I'm not in the mood and or I'm tired. Well, if you can get yourself up and do 10 jumping jacks, you can change, you know, and prime yourself to move differently or right. So you can 60 seconds doubles your heart rate. 60 seconds of doing something crazy and silly like this because it vibrates. Bam, you are in a different state. Thank you for that. Exactly. So that's number one. Number two is that, you know, every thought's an affirmation and thoughts spoken out loud are called affirmations or incantations. But you really, you know, the words that follow, I am, follow you. And most people don't choose them wisely. I am tired. I am stupid. I'm an idiot. I should have sold this stock. I should have bought crypto, blah, blah, blah. And you talk yourself into beating yourself up. So I tell people, do you have a dog? How do you talk to your dog? Why don't you try talking to yourself like you're a dog, right? And love on yourself a little bit more, be kind to yourself and be blissfully, you know, discontented if you want. It's like be happy and move towards your next level, but stop being unhappy, expecting to be happy when you get the house, get the car, get the relationship. It doesn't work that way. So those are kind of the two things I would say I took from that amongst other little micro things, but those are the two. I'm just loving on you right now because these are philosophies I live by. Uh, I grew up as a dancer. I'm a musicholic. I was a DJ in my own world. I'd stand up comedy with music for a decade and it's what changed. And I get, and I watch people when I'm all running and I'm watching them sitting there going, all right, wait, when soon as she's finished dancing, we can get to the good part. I'm like, this is the good part. This is, you put that on and you move and you listen and you feel your body and you shame. Yep. I've also sold uh, $52 million worth of trampolines. Wow. Yeah. I was the urban rebounder queen for 14 years on home shopping and the infomercial. And it was funny because when I got to one of his trainings, there were all these trampolines there. I thought, isn't that kind of ironic? Uh, Pretty funny. But you are, I love that you have never, I actually never actually said that out loud about your body informing your state, which I think is really, really important. When people uh, experience you, what do you want them to leave with? Well, you know, I think that, I have the gift of seeing the greatness in people. Um, Growing up, the youngest of seven kids, I had to learn to have eyes in the back of my head. Um, I became really fast at running and playing football because I was running away from my older brothers a lot. Um, And in that, I developed a strategy of seeing what a lot of people can't see. And I also never had my father look me in the eyes and say, I believe in you. And so my ability to look at people, see their greatness, and reaffirm that to them is a gift that I've been given. And so when people are around me, um, if they choose to trust me a little bit, their life gets better. And so my legacy is that I believe in people, I help them with the strategy, and then they become a better version of themselves. I'm just melting over here. I'm just melting. I very rarely talk to somebody who says everything that I say. 
whether I'm right or wrong, it's nice to hear it out of somebody else's um, point of view. And it's funny, we did not know each other growing up, but we've come to the same conclusions. And by the way, we can both reference stories that didn't start out so good, whether it was my dad in the hospital for three years for putting his hand in a printing press or being very awkwardly ugly growing up and not fitting in and just gifting that back. I actually have a, a concept to really talk to kids because if you look at us now, that wasn't us then, but that's them then. And if you can realize that it's going to turn out okay, if you can bend time and go back. And I had a moment where I actually was in my old house growing up talking to a little 11-year-old girl as fate would have it. I, I set those situations up and I had that moment. God, I am actually talking to myself like 40 years ago. Did somebody actually whisper in my ear that things were possible, especially my absolute darkest days? Because we are both still here and on a mission to do this. Love this, love this, love this. Yeah, and I would say that, you know, one of the things I try to, to solve uh, Forbes is people's um, money. I say, listen, if you hang around me, I'm going to give you a money personality upgrade or facelift because people are taught to be consumers, not savers, and therefore they never save and they're caught in the money rat race. And if you can solve your money problems by creating cash flowing assets, then you get time back. And when you get time back, you can work on your childhood trauma, which we've all had, doesn't matter, you've had some no matter what, and then you can heal yourself. When you heal yourself, you're a better version of yourself and a better experience of life. But most people are trying to be a better version of themselves without solving the money problem. So it's always churning in the back of their mind. I don't know if the money to pay the rent or the COVID, is a government check gonna come through? And so they never really focus on doing the real work. So I go to the core and I go, let's solve your money problem first. Let's give you a money personality upgrade. And then when that's done, it might take a year or two, then you're going to have the time to do the real work. And then we get to do the fun stuff. Isn't that so fun? It'd be fun to actually do a mass murder hangout with you. I, I guess I've gone through a couple of massive things and I guess people don't think this way. Um, I drive a very, very nice car that I bought 10 years ago. Uh, and it was a lot. It was a really cool. And I've paid it off and I'm kind of, I still like one of the most beautiful cars I've ever wanted to own. And in my world, like, you know, you need a car, you need a car. And I'm like, actually, I'm not sure why. And I know this sounds crazy. I can afford any of these things. I just don't, I was like, I don't have any penny payments. This is kind of fun. And I love the car. Why do I assign that? And I don't go enough places in that car that people care. Same thing I feel about shoes and pocketbooks. And I go on a tirade about these six, $10,000 pocketbooks. I'm like, girlfriend, I have spilt way too many things inside of my bag to make that an investment. We have to sit on a shelf. And I've also walked in with a group of kids because I just want to devalue the, the noise that we hear about what we place value on. I walked into Saks Fifth Avenue with a group of kids and I put on two sandals and I asked them to tell the difference. And it was very hard to tell the difference. Although you turn one over, it was $1,200. The other one I bought at Payless for $1,299. $12 versus $1,200. And it's a sandal with a little thing between your toes. And I'm thinking, you guys, if you buy into this, you're going to always be unhappy because you're always going to be chasing something that isn't real. And I, and I love enough time to keep talking about this conversation about a money makeover, about how you view what you have, what you get. By the way, it's funny because my birthday is next week. I love presents. But I'll tell you what I do. I actually love ingenuity. I love regifting. This is the craziest thing. And maybe I learned this from my guru. I love getting them. And then I love giving off to somebody else. I don't know what that is about, but I, I, I just, and, and I do it all the time because I actually don't really want any of these things. And it's exciting to have what, imagine having what you want and you're good. You're good. Yes. Yes. Well, the, the word money has, or currency has the word current in it. So when you receive a gift, you keep the current flowing, right? You receive it, 
you bless it, you feel great, and then you can you give it and you keep on giving it. And that's why you have one of the reasons you have so much in your life is because you're a conduit for greatness. You attract things, but you every room you go into, and I, I don't know you that well, but I can pretty much guarantee you that you make that room a better room. You light it up, you brighten it up, and you give energy to the people that you meet. And that's like, it's like, you know, the universe sees that brightness and it wants to send things to you. That being said, we all get obstacles. But I'll tell you one thing is one of the things I see most entrepreneurs that do that struggle is they think that there's a lot of money in ideas. And you've come up with many ideas for, you know, exercise, etc. But there's probably a hundred or a thousand ideas you came up with that never got to market or never worked. And so what I like to remind people is before you market the idea, um, you know, make sure you can sell it. If you're going to write a book, I, I sell my books before I write them. And then you get all the bugs out of it and you understand whether it works and you create cash flow. But if you work for two years on your book on, you know, how to feed cats when you're not at home and nobody wants that, you're screwed. And now you play the victim for the next two years talking about how, you know, the publisher didn't work with you, blah, 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 because you don't want to be wrong. So you got to blame somebody else. So there's lots of little tricks I've learned along the way that help you succeed rapidly. But it's about getting in the right room with the right people that are going to have the honesty to tell you that maybe your idea ain't so freaking hot. We've got two minutes to close. I can't believe this is over, but I'm coming. I'm jumping onto your podcast sooner than later. Um, closing thoughts for everybody. Well, one of my favorite thoughts is this, is that um, nothing has meaning but the meaning you give it. And so whatever oh. your circumstances are, if you are going to give up your power to the circumstances, whether it be COVID or whether it be a relationship or a boss or what have you, you're giving up your power. And so why would you give up your power? Keep your power by using everything in your environment to become a better version of yourself. Even if it seems really daunting or difficult or tough, you can choose to make it better. I was at an airport about two years ago and they announced a delay in flight. And um, I remember spontaneously throwing my hands up in the air going, yes. And everybody around me was pissed off. And I just- got 30 seconds to bring this home, go. Stood up, I knew I was gonna meet somebody really cool. I walked down the airport looking for somebody, bumped into a celebrity, went up to them, exchanged podcasts, exchanged books, celebrated and acted as if and enjoyed myself while everybody else was feeling pissed off. I gotta say thank you to Wendy Stevens for making this happen. Uh, the universe already put us in line, but she closed the deal down. Big hug to you, Wendy. To everybody listening, this could be my all new time favorite, favorite interview. Rock, I adore you. Hopefully I will see you very soon. Um, and uh, for all you listening, you're in the right place at the right time. It's called the Forbes Factor. Health, wealth, and happiness right here. Make it your life. Bye, guys. Love it. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.